Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. Coming to you from Dubai. It's changed a lot since I've been here last. That's for sure. And I see a lot of good things. I'm, I'm super bullish on Dubai. We'll save that for another video. Right now, the thing that's catching my attention is the U.S. yield curve, the treasury market, massively inverted. I mean, first we were talking about the twos and the tens, then the one year and the 10 year. Now the three month in the 10 year is 1.4, very close to 1.4. I think it's 1.39% inverted. So 140 basis points of inversion. For those of you who are new to the channel, what this means is the three month, not the three year, the three month treasury is trading with a yield that is 1.4% higher, <laughs> higher than the 10-year treasury yield. I mean, obviously, this should be the complete opposite. And the fact that it's this inverted shows you that the bond market is predicting some very, very difficult economic times in the future. But why is that, first and foremost? Because this shows you that a lot of large pools of money all over the world are betting that the Fed is going to lower interest rates sooner than later. And they're, they're betting that they're going to do so because of an economic recession, if not depression. So let's just say that you've got hedge fund XYZ that has $20 billion under management. Well, they're going to be long some equities in a variety of different countries. So they're saying, okay, how can we hedge our long book? Well, we can buy U.S. Treasuries. Because if stocks go down, that's most likely going to be a result of a global recession or a massive recession, economic depression in the United States, in which case the Fed lowers rates and if the Fed lowers rates, then most likely the 10 year Treasury yield goes down, which means they have a capital gain on their bonds that would offset the long position that they have in their equities or whatever long position they may have. Uh, so. This this is one of the main reasons why uh, you see this kind of phenomenon. It's because the smart money is predicting a, a significant, significant economic downturn uh, that will prompt the Fed to lower interest rates, maybe right back down to zero. And therefore, again, give them that capital gain because the rate of inflation in the United States is still higher than the interest rate on that 10-year treasury. So they're not buying it just to hold it to maturity. We know that because there's called a 3% difference there. So again, this is the bond market, the smart money, predicting that the rate of inflation is gonna come down massively, maybe even go into deflation in 2023 as a result of a significant economic downturn that will then prompt the Fed to drop rates, and therefore they get a capital gain on that 10-year treasure, 30-year treasury, basically the long end of the curve. Different demand supply dynamics at play at the front end of the curve. But let's, for some historical context, let's get into past recessions going back to 1965 and see how inverted the curve between the 3 and the 10 has been um, you know, for, for the last, I don't know, six, seven recessions.
Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's check this out. You'll notice right off the bat that we had a three-month, 10-year inversion in 19, call it 65 or so, and we did not get a recession that proceeded this inversion. And uh, a lot of people point that out and say, oh, yeah, well, the inversion of the yield curve isn't 100% accurate. So this time we could see one of those, uh, you know, one of the, the, the 10% or one of the 5% probability that uh, we don't get a recession. But I like to point out to those people that GDP went from 10% down to 0.2% right around this time <laughs> where you don't see a recession. So, okay, GDP went down by 10%. I would still call that just as bad as a recession, but I'll let you be the judge. So then in 1969 or so, we had an inversion here, let's call it 20 basis points. Then in 73, we had an inversion of about one point, call it one, 1.2. Then we get to 1980, where we had the most significant inversion. And keep in mind, this is when Paul Volcker was just massively checking rates. And another thing that I would add is that Paul Volcker took rates so high, the overnight rate, real rates were extremely positive. So this inversion happened with real rates being, I don't know, call it a, a two, three percent positive, meaning let's say the uh, rate that Paul Volcker took it up to at the Fed funds was, let's just say it was 18 percent, but the official CPI was 15 percent. You see, so he took rates above the overnight rate, above the rate of an CPI. Well, now Jerome Powell is at what 4.25 percent, but the CPI is still at 6.5. So you still have negative real rates, but yet we have almost as steep of a yield curve inversion. So again, a, a very, very ominous sign here. But back then we look at, it probably got down to 1.8, 1.9. And that was the worst inversion that we have seen going back to 1962. And again, this is the inversion of the three month and the 10 year. Then prior to the recession we got in the early 90s, this was, you know, 10, 20 basis points. Prior to the dot-com bust, we had, call it 80 or 90. Prior to the GFC, call it 80, 75. And now this chart obviously isn't up to date because this inversion was maybe 10 or 20. It wasn't very bad. The, the one that we had in 2018, 19, prior to the Cerveza sickness. But now 
uh, we are at 1.4. Actually, let me give you a, an exact number. It looks like, let me hit refresh on this. I, okay, I thought it was 1.39. 1.32. 1.32. So this is, we'll do a max chart here. Unfortunately, this only goes back to 1982. But you can see with the last one, two, three, four recessions, we are way way more inverted <laughs> than we have been when you look at the last four recessions. And uh, to be clear, we are almost to the point where we were in 1980. But again, I would, I would, I would say that with a disclaimer that uh, back then, the, this was achieved by real rates being at plus, let's say, 3%, when now real rates are minus uh call it 2%. I think that's a big deal. I think that's definitely something to take into consideration when you're trying to think about which one is in fact more extreme. So let me actually tease that out for you guys who aren't following that, that, that thought process. Let's just assume for a moment that Jerome Powell took rates as high as Paul Volcker did in terms of real rates. That means that the Fed funds would not be 4.25%. Fed funds would be, call it 9.25%. So if Fed funds was 9.25%, that would mean an inversion of like 6%. <laughs> Assume that, assuming that the 10-year didn't go up. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. So you're going from, a, a, call it a 2% inversion, apples to apples, to like a 6% or maybe a 7% inversion just between the three and the 10 year. That, that's what we're dealing with here. And that's why I continually go back and talk about uh, this. because, And this is why I think it is such a big deal. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.